Thank you for joining me on this episode of Swimming Upstream, where we talk to up-and-coming streamers, talk about their channel, where they came from, where they're going, and anything else that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Today's guest is a variety streamer out of the UK. Uh, Her streams and community are a ton of fun, and it's no better just to hang out and just do silly stuff. So thank you for joining me. Her name is Malula. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, I am an actual human being behind the username you see in the chat. Yeah, it's it's very nice to actually put like a person to usernames. It's one of my favorite things with Twitch in terms of socializing is seeing the person behind some random string of numbers and letters. <laughs> well, I always like to say you can tell how long somebody got early in on a platform by how few numbers are at the end of whatever name they were going for to make their own platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like my, my, my Skype name here, which I won't say obviously, um, is, is my Skype name I've had since I was like 13. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit childish. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, everything is kind of childish when you're 13, when you agree. Mm. When I was doing tech support, I used to have a lot of evil fun by making people read out email addresses or usernames that they made when they were young and they thought were so cool. And then they're just absolute total cringe now. <laughs> it's a little bit of evil fun but you got to get what you can it's like you thought that was cool then it's really not cool now it probably wasn't cool then either <laughs> it was never cool <laughs> amazing now you'd like to say melly from the telly which is really cool because i'm a big mm. fan of alliteration but you actually do work in television yeah correct? i work in uh, television production i um have worked in um tv over here in the uk for god this makes me feel really old now like 14 years um so i deal with a lot of the stuff uh behind the camera um so that's either hiring crew making sure people are safe logistics um anything and everything basically the beautiful stuff that you would see on tv only happens because of the production team behind it and i'm one of those people now is there anything big that you worked on that we might have seen or might have known about i think the biggest thing that would be that i know actually has been available to um, other audiences outside the uk would be a reality show that i worked on for a good five years um i think the nearest thing in terms of understanding what the format is was to say that it's a bit like the hills but there is a um a show here in the uk called the only way is essex which follows like the lives and love lives and dramas of um people from um essex which is a county here in the uk um so they're all like fast cars pretty women um cheating scandals all that sort of thing and i know that that was um released on Hulu in the States a while back. So yeah, if anyone wants to have a look at The Only Way is Essex, I think Gemma Collins has made it over into the US because um, she's she's a cast member from that. She's um, friends with, God, I'm going to forget his name now. It's like Kim Kardashian's best friend from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Something Chiban. I can't remember his Never first name. Never watched that show. But um, yeah. But um, she she is a very loud, outspoken, um, lovely lady. I worked with her for a long time, but she is rather diva-ish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, that's probably the biggest thing that would be probably easiest to find. I am actually an, uh, on IMDb. I am Melanie Clark the fifth. 
so it's got a V afterwards. Um, I know a lot of people tend to stream under pseudonyms, but um, myself and a lot of people that I know actually, um, our usernames are our usernames, like her name is Malila for our platforms, uh, but we don't actually um, use that as our pure identity online. I'm also myself as well as being my username avatar, if that makes sense. Well, your boyfriend is in uh, streaming and is on television as well. If you don't mind, uh, tell us a bit about him. Yes. So um, my other half, Ainel, um, he is has also been in TV for quite a while now, but uh, he is an in front of the camera person. He's talent. Um, um, Ainel, so circling back to you saying you can see how long you've been on, on a social media platform by what your username is. Um, Ainel literally has Ainel on Twitter. Just I-N-E-L. That's that's how quickly he jumped onto that platform. <laughs> so he was he's very happy and very proud of that. But yeah, Ainel um, is, uh, a, a, he does comedic stand-up here as well as acting. Uh, he's a voice actor as well. He does a lot of stuff for um, video games, adverts, and, and he's also the voice of Comedy Central here in the UK. So coming up next is Friends. 99% chance that's, that's my other half. <laughs> Now, since you're both in the same field and you're both streaming, do you find that helps, hurts, or kind of indifferent with the relationship? Um, I think the way that we've made it work, it works really well. We do a co-stream once a week, um, which is usually um, on his channel. Obviously, um, with social distancing going on at the moment, as unfortunately me and I know are saving for a place together. So we're not currently living together, which means I haven't seen him for like nearly three months now. Um, we do still do um, a, a remote dial-in social distanced version of the Tuesday Twitch tune-in uh, where we play multiplayer games with our communities. But our communities pretty much uh, sit side by side. There's a lot of overlap and it hasn't really, if anything, it's given us something else that we're both passionate about to share with each other. I think that's very important in relationships that, yes, you have diverse interests and you have different interests, but there's something that we're both very passionate about. Like, Inel's always been very passionate about gaming from the very start. Um, I got into gaming fairly young as well. And if anything, he was the person that basically said, hey, look, have you seen Twitch? I know how much you love gaming. Like, I'm on it on and off occasionally, but I think you would really enjoy this. And I think if you wanted to stream, you'd really enjoy it as well. So it's, it's, it's been a plus in our relationship. Um, I know some people kind of struggle with it being the public aspect, but fingers crossed so far, we have not hit, had any hiccups. Well, speaking of streaming, you hit a big milestone a couple months ago, two years as an affiliate at, Sw at Twitch. I that did, which is bonkers, because I never really thought that streaming would become part of my life as much as it has. Um, it's massively extended my social circle. Um, as, as a child, I would play games like with my sister. And obviously when online multiplayer started becoming a thing, um, I had lots of um, male friends who gamed, but not necessarily female friends who gamed. And it's only probably been within the last three, four years, and then obviously the two years that I've been on Twitch, that I've, I've kind of extended that gaming family amongst it. And I think going and continuing to be on Twitch and growing it as a platform and finding great new people literally every day that have the same interests as you um, has really made it something that I, I, I feel very passionate about. And um, being affiliate on Twitch is amazing. Because it means as much as you're enjoying it, and obviously the the, the big draw is, hey, you can monetize your streams, um, is uh, 
for me, it's about being able to offer something back as a viewer experience to the community. And um, yeah, it's two years seems bonkers. It's, it's flown by. It's completely flown by. Well, you also did a cosplay for your two-year anniversary episode. That must have been fun. Yes. So <laughs> I did my first ever cosplay. I've never I've never cosplayed before, ever. And um, a mainstay of my channel from the very, very start has been that all of my alerts have been from the 1986 movie uh, Labyrinth, which is one of my favorite movies as a child. And um, I mean, my bot in my channel is called Jareff the Goblin King, as you know. <laughs> so it kind of it kind of like I need to do something special for two, for my two year anniversary. Like, what can I do? What can I do? And I thought, OK, well, I um, I definitely dressed as Jareth like two, three years ago for a party that somebody threw. It's like I still got all this stuff. And I was just like, OK, like put it out to the community. Went, How do we feel about me cosplaying as Jareth the Goblin King? And everyone was completely behind it. So yeah, we, we did that for my for my two year anniversary. So um, everyone got to see me sort of like before and after, and then I sang my heart out and Twitch sings for a bit, and just been basically spent a really lovely lovely evening with my community. And I think that's part of what Twitch is so amazing is that I get to be me, the silly me, and there are a crazy little bunch of people out there that seem to enjoy it. <laughs> Well, also swing, singing Don't Stop Me Now by Queen was ambitious. I love Queen. I love Queen so much. Um, yeah, for anyone who hasn't used Twitch Sings before, there is a, there's, there's great audience integration with it. And you can do it so that they can vote for songs from within your favorited playlist. And uh, yeah, we did Don't Stop Me Now, which um, is a much longer song than I remembered. <laughs> and I was very quickly moving, like running out of... of um, of space to breathe in between all the lyrics because yeah freddie mercury obviously absolute legend um but yeah it's 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 it's, that's probably one of my favorite highlights of any stream actually was just kind of it it was it was it's such a lovely feeling having a supportive community and um just knowing that they're there for you being an utter utter idiot on the internet (laughs) Well, I'm 46, so the perks of being old is that I don't have to worry about any of that stupid stuff showing up on my Facebook timeline saying, remember this from eight years ago. Exactly, because we're too old for that. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Everyone's just like, oh, the- uh, well, I am, God, I'm 37 now. So I'm I'm in, in that magical era where I was young enough to still use Facebook a lot when it first came out. But um, it definitely doesn't have anything stupid from like when I was at university or um, like secondary school or any like really cringe pictures of me and stupid fancy dress. Like those pictures exist, but they're in a box somewhere. They're not on the Internet. And I'm quite happy with that. (laughs) Yeah, I made sure none of those pictures of mine exist. Exactly. Control your narrative. So when this whole lockdown happened, you started up the Virtual Lunch Club. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that, and what was that going forward? So um, Virtual Lunch Club was something that I started up as a um, a way of scheduling my own working day. Um, things in television production are always mad and very fast, and um, from working on a lot of quick turnaround things, including reality shows um, like The Only Way is Essex, 
I am that person who will not take a break to make sure everyone else is fine. And it's exhausting and great and obviously gets you to the end goal. But it usually ends up harming me in some way. Like I'll be absolutely shattered. We finish production. I suddenly have some days off and immediately I'm ill. Um, But one thing I know that I'm very, very bad at doing is taking care of myself. So not being in an office environment and having people go, hey, look, we're going to go grab some lunch now. Do you want some food? I thought, do you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm, I'm, I'm still working the same hours, but I'm working from home. I'm going to block out an hour a day where I come off my emails, I ignore my phone, I make myself some food, and I'm going to do a short like one hour stream because it's my lunch break. I can do what I want in my lunch break. I'm going to stream. And um, it purely was that point in my day that I knew there was a schedule and if I kind of made that appointment with my community that I would stick to it it's kind of become in a kind of accidental way a schedule for other people in my community so they all know that at like 1 30 okay Mel's gonna be on we're gonna eat our lunch together and I know we're gonna watch an old retro comedy or I don't know, um, watch silly videos of animals or just talk about like, we'll we'll have something on in the background. I'll be showing everyone my packet of frazzles, which are the best crisps in the world. And, (laughs) and, and, um, and we'll, we'll see, we'll talk about how we're doing during the day, um, how they're dealing. uh, Cause I think lockdown was something that no one was ready or capable for. And I think a lot of different people have found different ways of coping and getting through it. Um, but mine mine was Virtual Lunch Club. And for something that I admittedly, and I've said this a lot, I started quite selfishly to make sure that I looked after myself. As a byproduct, it's become a point in everyone's day where they take a break and they look after themselves as well. So it's been really, really nice. We are going to be on our... What am I on? I think we've passed 50 lunch clubs now, which just shows how long we've been in lockdown. Um, but it's it's become a nice open point where people can come in. We can discuss stuff. We talk about old television, things that we remember from our childhoods. It's, it's, it's really become like a nice community bond Monday to Friday for everyone just to touch base and know that if they're stuck in an apartment somewhere by themselves alone or... Um, even if they're in a household with their family and they're not really talking to anybody else, that there is another medium for them to touch base with people and talk about how they're doing in a nice community that is supportive and is is not going to judge them. But yeah, Virtual Lunch Club is an accidental success slash baby of mine. And I, I actually, the one of the reasons I don't want to go back to working properly in, in London when this all finishes, because I actually live outside of London, I have to commute in every day, is because I'm going to miss virtual lunch clubs so much. But I don't think that's going to be happening for me anytime soon anyway. So virtual lunch clubs forever. <laughs> so where do you see the lunch club going in the future? Well, this is the thing. Someone did say to me, like, if Virtual Lunch Club, if it suddenly comes to the point where you are full time and um, it, 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 you're back in the office and everything's kind of the usual craziness, that maybe we do like a virtual supper club, which sounds very, very civilized. Like, we'll come home in the evening. Well, no, we'll crack out a port. 
and uh, some cheese and biscuits and <laughs> have, a, have a virtual supper club in the evening. But, sounds um, very posh. <laughs> it sounds very posh and unneeded. And I'll be there with my Pop-Tarts and uh, my hot chocolate and i'll be just like right how was your day everybody but um but, but like a lot of things on on twitch and with streaming like your content constantly evolves and virtual lunch club basically evolved into something much bigger than i ever thought it would and um i'm really really happy with that well speaking of evolving you have your own interview show called bog of eternal stench what's that all about um so bog of eternal stench was a little what i like to call brain fart of mine and uh, those, those random little pop like ideas that pop into your head, like maybe as you're starting to go to sleep. And um, I really wanted to do something uh, different in terms of the content that I was putting out on Twitch. And Bog of Eternal Stench is basically a, like a talk chat game show where I have a, a guest streamer come on and they have 10 items which um, are like their pet hates that they would like to see flushed into the Bog of Eternal Stench. Now, the Bog of Eternal Stench is obviously another Labyrinth reference. If you've seen the movie, you will understand what that is. In my 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 case, uh, the Bog of Eternal Stench is a physical uh, bog, which is um, slang for a toilet here in the UK. <laughs> so um, what they would do is they come on, they state their case for their 10 items they want to get rid of, and then I have an in interactive poll where the, ch the Twitch chat decides whether or not they feel it, it should be flushed or should be saved um it's a lot of fun and it's something i really wanted to start doing because i'd made such great friendships with other streamers through twitch that i really wanted us to sh to like share our platforms and share our audiences so in order for them to come over onto i say my channel and do a bog of eternal stench hopefully that would bring some of their audience and then also my audience would then get to meet them as a streamer get to know them and hopefully go and over to their channel and experience what a great streamer they are but um it's it's definitely one of the things i'm i think i'm probably most proud of and it's it, it's something that takes a, a lot of time for me to set up around obviously still working full time as well but uh, it's usually a a follower milestone for me and um we actually just very recently hit um, 1,000 followers, which for me, when I first started on Twitch as a hobby, <laughs> I was just like, this is stupid. No one's going to want to like watch me play a video game or talk rubbish. Turns out there are people on the internet who will. And I'm very grateful for each and every one of you. <laughs> so um, we're actually, we're rebranding. or I'm, I'm putting it out as, as, as series two, having a bigger budget. So we're 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 rebranding the Bog of Eternal Stench, so it's going to have a nice snazzy intro. I'm having a new set, and um, for the what is going to be our 1,000 follower celebration one, um, I'm actually putting my pet hates into the Bog of Eternal Stench, and um, my boyfriend Inel, who I mentioned earlier, um, who does all the voiceover um, for my Bog of Eternal Stench intro. You know, if, if your boyfriend's a voice artist, use that. Um, he's actually going to be interviewing me so that's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks which I'm quite excited about but I just wanted I just wanted another way to kind of share the love and also sort of flex my muscles in doing things that weren't just gaming related on Twitch because I think that's the beauty of the platform like you can do anything on Twitch you want to cross stitch fine you want to be outside fly fishing fine like I think there's a, there's a lot of of um knee-jerk reaction that people think twitch is just a platform for gamers 
And I just wanted to kind of like dip my toe in the other sort of talk showy podcasty type category. And um, it's something I really, really enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of streaming your own platform. It's your platform. You can make it literally about anything that you want it to make about, regardless of the hobby or habit that you're going with. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's so versatile. And I've actually, I've slowly started converting my more kind of my colleagues and people that I know in real life to be just like, look, I know I've mentioned my Twitch channel before, but I really think like, not just me, like you should look at Twitch at a pla- as a platform. Like... I think one of the good things that has come out of lockdown is people have a lot more free time. Um, And once you've exhausted your Netflix um, watch list (laughs) and then whatever's on Amazon Prime and you've gone through your YouTube, if you actually want something that's got some human contact and interaction, like Twitch is the perfect platform for that. And I've had so many people go, I didn't realize this was like this at all. Like, thank you so much for bringing me over to this because... I'm actually enjoying being part of conversations and communities that I didn't even know existed. And it's just like, look, this is great. I've been telling you this for ages. Like if you want curated content, which is literally what you're looking for, 
like Twitch is the place for that. Well, speaking of content, one of the things you stream regularly is an old show from the 70s called Who Done It? Uh, how did that become about and how did that become a part of your stream? Yeah, there was a show um, here in the UK called Who Done It? Which um, was, for the first series, it was presented by Edward Woodward, um, who was a British actor. And uh, for the next, I think it's five series after that, um, was presented by John Pertwee who some of you may know as uh, one of the Doctor Whos in the 70s. And uh, yeah, I've been blind watching those with my community as we try and serve, so, solve the murders or the crimes, because occasionally it's been a, a theft, as we go along. And it's it's those kind of like happy little accidents. Like if, if you're into sort of um, like retro television or you are a child of that era or you had it had um, those reruns going on the TV as you were growing up, um, you find another community who have that same kind of like social touchstone as you as just like, Oh, I had that toy growing up and it's, it's not just gaming related. And I think as much as I don't know, all of some of us may have played like Alex kid in miracle world when they were like seven um, TV shows and cartoons and stuff that, that mold your brain as a child um, are usually quite happy, warm memories. So to, to find a, a, another community where you can go, oh, my God, do you remember this? And do you remember that? And oh, the actor was in such and such. I remember that when I was younger. Um, Who done it's been been um, a very, very fun stream for that because it flexes my detective muscles because I love puzzles and I love like detective crime stuff. Um, big fan of, of Sherlock Holmes. I've got so many Sherlock Holmes games I still need to play. Um, and it's one of those things that I could share with the community and have them try and deduce what was going on along with me. And um, it is, it's kind of a case of Twitch is such a mixed bag. You can stumble across anything and everything and find something that you like. Well, speaking of that, you do a lot of uh, hidden object puzzle games on your stream. How did you get into those kinds yes. of games? Yes. So I started... Um, playing hidden object games because I randomly got given, I think I bought something off a website and one of those things was like, you've got a bonus Steam key. And it's like, ooh, what is it? And it was like six in one hidden object games. And I was like, oh, great. Okay, well, I'll open a couple of these up. And they're the kind of ones like you get on an iPad. So it's like you find things, you solve puzzles. There's like mini puzzles in between. And I thought, well, I generally in, in, enjoy doing these. Why don't I, um, I'll trial this. I'll trial this on stream and see what people think. Because they're, they're not the, the flashiest AAA games in the world. The graphics are questionable. The cutscenes are super questionable graphic-wise. But, um, but the puzzles are really fun. And it's something that I, I did. I, I trialed and just thought, oh, we'll just do this for a laugh today. And everyone really enjoyed it. So I was like, brilliant. I love us working together as a hive mind and being this puzzle solving force. So yeah, hidden object games. So something that I would like probably privately play in my in my free time just to like unwind is is my Sunday chill stream now. Because we natter, we don't need to pay attention too much to the plot because the plot never really makes sense. As long as we do the puzzles together, it's really, really fun. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, what I always like to finish on uh, with these interviews is what I call random questions. Now, there's no right answers, no wrong answers. It's just a subject, your thoughts on it, and just anything you can go from there. We like to take it in fun little directions. 
<clears throat> Sorry. So first up, if you could invent your own flavor of frazzles, what would they be? <gasps> Weirdly, probably prawn cocktail. Because that's the only other kind of like crisp flavor I really, really like other than salt and vinegar. But yeah, so a prawn cocktail. The thing is, though, frazzles are bacon flavored and they're, they're, they're corn puffs. So it'd have to be like they'd, they'd end up being prawn cocktail corn puffs instead of having the bacon to them. So I'd also have to shape them like little prawns rather than little rashes of bacon. But yeah, prawn cocktail. TV show you would love to see rebooted. Oh, God, this is hard. Considering we just finished watching the last episode of Who Done It this week, oh, I, w- I would love for a show or a show of that ilk to be made now in modern times. Like, I feel like it's the sort of thing that would be great as a, a, a panel show on Netflix or, or any of the online streaming um, services that now have such great power in terms of commissioning more niche shows but otherwise if, if it wasn't for whodunit because that's like back in the day that's like the 70s that's like 1978 that finished otherwise stuff that i would love to be revamped and renewed i'm probably gonna have to go firefly that's a good choice 100 percent firefly firefly got done dirty it deserved more yeah, normally I'm not a big fan of like next generation stuff like Independence Day 2 and all that, but I think Firefly could really work like 20, 30 years in the future. Same universe, but some better writers. And oh, Exactly. Like I th- I th- I personally think the story arc in Firefly is amazing and we're so lucky that we got Serenity to add more into that story. But I think I think that would work. I've I've I've, I've I mean I'm <laughs> going to get divisive now because Star Trek and Star Wars are always very very strongly like um like and like and hate very very sort of marmite kind of communities. And again, that's a real UK thing. Marmite here is a uh, is a <laughs> is a, a vegetable spread which people hate or they love here. It's very strong. Um, but I really enjoyed Picard because I grew up watching The Next Generation with my parents. Um, and we sat down and watched that as a family on Prime. And that felt natural being Picard in his kind of retired age, moving on, rather than tacking on going like, oh, it's the more more adventures of the Enterprise. But they're all like really obviously very old now. Um, I quite like that. But I, yeah, I think at like a Next Generation-esque or... the um, kind of like just continuing the story from the original firefly series i'd be so down for watching that a choice of on-screen role if you could take any role on screen Mm -hmm. i mean other than my lovely platform that is my channel um who else do i really like watching that has a bigger platform I, i i generally think there is a a lack of decent gaming television um as in like mainstream television shows here in the uk like we used to have a great one called games master there was one in the 80s called bad influence i would love there to be we've got something here called the gadget show which is more tech orientated if there was a gaming version of something like the gadget show i would love to be a presenter on that 
If you won a crazy amount of money, like a hundred million in the lotto, what would be some impulse purchases? Not like you know, buy a house, but just like some silly, wacky stuff. See, now I've thought about this since I was very young when they first brought in the national lottery here in the UK, and um, there were three things that were on my wish list as a teenager that I would buy immediately, um, which I don't really think have changed. One um, was a slush puppy machine. (laughs) Two was my own um, donut maker, as in like the ones that you would get like at fair, one of those actual machines that like pump them out and then they go across the little train and go down into the hot hot oil and then they come back out and sell sugar. Um, The next one was the crazy taxi arcade machine. (laughs) Because I used to love playing that in arcades and I was like, oh my God, I just want this in my own home so I don't have to put money in it and I could just play it all day. Yeah, there's a retired professional athlete where I live that's infamous for buying the most random stuff intoxicated and he has everything on his property in a barn and he calls it the barn of bad decisions and so every bad purchase that he makes when he's drunk ends up in that barn and it is hilarious oh amazing (laughs) yeah some of the more notable items are an amphibious vehicle that sank in a pro wrestling ring oh wow yeah that's a thing yeah, but I, I I personally would still buy Crazy Taxi at the arcade version for myself to this day. Like, that would still get used. That's fine. Um, the other thing which was probably a bit more ambitious was um, my own home cinema slash planetarium. So to have one of those massive dome build, like when you go to a planetarium and they do those fantastic, they have those laser projectors that will show you like the whole of the Milky Way. I wanted one of those, but that also doubled as a cinema so that I could lie down and look at the stars and then switch to watching Labyrinth if I wanted to. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd spend the money really well is is basically what would happen. Favorite on-screen blooper? I mean, I make so many minor ones so often that it's really hard to tie down. It doesn't have to be yours, something else that you've seen. There is there. So part of my my television production training is um, we obviously have to sit down and have health and safety training for risk assessments and safe working environments, especially for things like studio shows. And when you go to these seminars, they always show um, examples of things that were filmed that went wrong. Um, There is a really weird one where there is a. there's a comedian in stocks, you know, like medieval stocks with his head through and his arms um, with with three other um, comedians. And there I think they're singing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life by Monty Python. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, UK telly's weird, guys. Um, and <laughs> and for whatever reason, he's in the stocks and he's swaying and they've pulled his trousers down because, yep, that's funny. Um, and the stocks weren't actually um, secured to anything. So they're all messing about. And he face plants. He face plants with his trousers around his ankles um, in the stocks. And he's fine. He's totally fine. He still works in telly like he wasn't injured. But it's one of the funniest things I think I have ever seen on TV because it was it, it was just so farcical. And it's just like I you can see how this is going to go wrong. 
You know, like when you can, you know, something's going to be a car crash, so you keep watching anyway. It's one of those clips. But yeah, it would probably be that. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, for anybody that wants to check you out, uh, where can they find you all over on the interwebs? All over on the interwebs. I am, her name is Malula. Um, so that's her name is all together. And then Malula is spelt M-E-L-U-L-A. Um, I'm that on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on my Twitch channel. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. You have a great uh, time. Thank you very much.